This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotato.com. Welcome back to Review Mania, our Japanese wrestler spotlight. And this episode, we're looking at Tomohiro Ishii. Or, as the Japanese say, Ishii Tomohiro. Yes, Stone Pitbull himself. Yes. He has almost as good a name as Rick Steiner. Yes, the dog face gremlin. Yes. Hmm. Almost. Almost. Not quite. So, tell us about Tomohiro Ishii. Okay, Tomohiro Ishii, or as some people like to call him, Tomohiro Ishii, for some reason. Yeah, I never understood uh, that. Well, the, the reason in, in the Japanese language is that uh, the, his, the last letter, the I, is, yeah, is, 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 is an E character, and so they think that she... And then, oh, well, after she, you have to pause and say E. But no, it's this one. It's slurred together. Gotcha. Um, he is a... Um, I, I guess it would... People are going to get mad at me when I say this, but I would say that he was a, he's a journeyman wrestler. He's, he's skilled. He's really good in the ring, but he's not, like, a main eventer. Um, so... He was trained by Tenru, actually, and made his debut for Tenru's promotion War in 1996. And he didn't start wrestling for New Japan until about 2004, and didn't start like only appearing there until 2006 or so. Oh, okay. And he didn't start gaining momentum in the promotion, really. And when I say gaining uh, momentum, I mean, like, winning titles and things like that until, like, 2013. So he's a four-time never-open-weight championship, <clears throat> which I, I feel is a title that doesn't get a lot of attention anymore in, in New Japan. But it was kind of like the third-tier title at one point. Uh, and then um, he's... Uh, been tag team champion with Toriano. He's been ROH World Television Champion. So he's he's had some accomplishments, but for the most part, mid card guy with a gotcha. big following. Gotcha. Well, we we are looking at three matches as usual. Yes. We're looking at Kota Ibushi versus. Versus Ishii from this year's G1. Uh, block, it's a day 10. We are then looking yep. at uh, 
I've never even heard of this before. Big Mouth Loud. Illusion. Ishii versus Hiroyuki Ito. And then finally, we're going to look at Rev Pro, Revolution Pro, from their Global Wars Night 1, 2016. Ishii versus Chris Hero. Yeah. So, the I, I was looking up Big Mouth Loud uh, because I've never heard of them before either. Yeah, they seem like it to be like an MMA, like, you know, like that, like the SWA in Fire Pro. I kind of thought yeah. it was like them, where it's like, they've got a mix of MMA or like submission, but when you get knocked down, you get a 10 count to get back up. Yeah, so it reminded me of the old UWF in Japan, not the UWF in the United States, because the UWF has, that has just been a, a uh, consistent name for wrestling promotions, but there were two wrestling promotions in Japan, the UWF and the UWFI, which were pro- professional wrestling promotions, but they presented their matches like shoot fights. And then um, people who were in those later on went to, like, Pancrase and Pride and those places. Um, so it reminded me of that. But looking up the promotion, it was, <clears throat> it, was uh, it was a short-lived promotion. It started in 2005 and closed in 2006. Damn. And, yeah, well, it actually, that actually doesn't surprise me because Japan has this, like, great independent wrestling scene but even though there it's like there are a lot of like independent japanese wrestlers who can make a lot of money on the independent scene and not be in new japan or noah or all japan there are a lot of promotions that start up and go for a couple of years and then they close and the guys and then all the guys from that promotion go to another promotion or start another one Gotcha. So what moves yeah. is uh, Ishii known for? I know it's like his finisher is the Brain Buster. So Ishii has had a couple of finishers over the years. Um, he is known for the Vertical Drop Brain Buster, which is basically just a regular Brain Buster. But in, in Japan, um, they usually say that a Brain Buster is just a regular vertical suplex. Um, but for a while, uh, Ishii was doing the um, Steiner screwdriver as well, which is a vertical suplex dropped into a pile driver. That's a cool move, but he doesn't really do it all that much anymore. And he's also known for doing this move that uh, was popularized by Masato Tanaka called the sliding D, which is like a sliding forearm or lariat. But mostly he's known for strikes. And then doing a, a couple of power moves. Um, his, while he's really good in the ring, his uh, output in terms of moves is very limited. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> All right. Want to get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. All right. Koto Ibushi versus Tomohiro Ishii. Day 10, B Block, G1 2018. It was nice having English commentary as part of the New Japan world. So that was kind of cool. 
Both. Yeah, I, I, you know, usually we're watching these matches, and we and we because we're also anime fans, and I've taken some Japanese um, in college and stuff like that. We pick up things here and there in terms of language, but for the most part, we're completely in the dark as to what people are saying. And so, yeah, I think it really, would... really helped bring this match out even more. Yeah. <clears throat> It was Rocky Romero and um, Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly, that's it. All right, so both men enter the ring, deep into the B block, G one tournament. The bell rings. Both men run at each other and they try knocking each other down with uh, shoulder blocks, but neither man falls. Both tries for kicks and misses, and Ibushi does a backflip and misses a kick. They exchange elbows with Ishii getting the upper hand. But he runs into a right, and Ibushi, but, uh, but uh, Ishii comes back with a shoulder block. <coughs> Ishii takes over and gets several chops to Ibushi in the corner. Ibushi gives some light elbows, and Ishii yells, Bring it on for real! And then starts punching and elbowing Ibushi in the corner. Ishii no-sells the elbows from Ibushi. Ibushi then tries for a kick, and Ibushi... And uh, Ishii takes Ibushi down with a mid-kick. Kick to the uh, midsection, essentially. Ibushi hits a leap frog for, uh, to a drop kick. And then finally takes Ishii down. A hurricana by Ibushi. And then he follows up with a slingshot crossbody to the outside onto the floor. Uh, taking Ishii down. Ibushi then points to the crowd. And Ibushi brings Ishii out to the crowd. It's very dark and hard to see. Uh, but uh, Ishii picks up Ibushi and goes to powerbomb him onto the floor, but Ishii reverses it into a hurricanrana onto the concrete. And the only way to see all this was through camera flashes. Ibushi climbs the upper deck uh, and then does a huge moonsault off the barrier onto Ibushi, who's below. It's pretty crazy. Ibushi then drags Ishii back to the ring, but apparently there was no count. Abushi then follows up with a drop kick off the back of the head uh, and gets a half and half printing bri- uh, bridging pin for a near fall. Abushi then starts doing mid kicks or yes kicks for U.S. fans, and Ishii taunts him, wanting more. Ishii then stands up angrily and both tries for another kick, but he punches Abushi. And the kick lands. Ishii then puts Abushi on the top rope and hits a stalling superplex from the top rope. But Abushi stands up and Ishii comes back with a German, which Abushi stands up again. So another German, but Abushi flips, lands on his feet. Abushi then gives Ishii a German suplex of his own, and they both jump back to their feet. And Abushi finally hits a Pele kick to take Ishii down. A really cool spot, but I kind of felt like it <clears throat> diminished the German suplex a bit when he just stand right back up. Yeah, see, that's the thing that I, a lot of people really like about Ishii is that he doesn't sell very much. Like they they like the fact that he's he kind of plays a Superman like character, and I personally am like. Ugh. If you take that much punishment, you need to stay down for a little bit. Yep. 
Yeah, it felt very just like, oh, that's choreographed. Ishii had several elbows to Abushi, but Abushi shrugs him off and then lands a hard slap to the face on Ishii. Ishii is then lawn-darted into the corner by Abushi. Abushi then taunts him with short kicks and then again starts slapping each other in the face over and over and over again. Abushi then starts taunting again with eight slaps and short kicks. I'm sorry, with slight slaps and short kicks, which pisses Ishii off. And Red Shoes, the referee, demands Ishii stop hitting Ibushi in the corner. And Ishii pushes Red Shoes away, and he continues attacking in the corner, doing the same slaps and short kicks Ibushi did to him. Uh, Ibushi then hits several throat chops, and then a lariat. Ibushi then hits a pinning powerbomb, and gets a near fall. Abushi then pulls his knee pad down and tries for his finisher, the Kamagoya, but Ishii hits a series of headbutts, and Ishii comes back with one of his own and hits a straight jacket German with okay, a bridge. Wow, shut up, Ziri. Um, so he comes back with one of his own, with, uh, with, uh, and then a straight jacket German with a bridge and a near fall. Ibushi holds on and tries for another Komagoya and misses, and Ishii hits his own. Uh, a Komagoya is a running knee to the face. Except that you also hold your opponent's arms so they can't move. Oh, that's move. right, yeah. That happened so quick I didn't even notice. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say that um, <clears throat> part of the, like, part of, like, for the most part, I thought that this match was pretty safe. Well, and then when yeah. we were getting towards the end and they kept on hit slapping each other in the face or kicking, like doing toe kicks and hitting each other in the neck um, or lawn darting each other. Like every time Ibushi does the lawn dart, I just get so scared because that was a, a move similar to that broke Ibushi's neck not too long ago. Oh jeez. So, well, that's why for a while, that's why Ibushi was actually signed to New Japan, but he's not right now. He's a freelancer, mm -hmm. and, and the reason for that is he broke his back or like his he broke his vertebrae, and he had to take some time off. And then he came back, did the cruiserweight classic, and then started doing stuff for New Japan again. But it took a while. Like he was out for like a year. Gotcha. Ishii then hits a last ride power high angle power bomb in the back of the neck for a near fall on Ibushi, and then uh, Ishii comes back with a running lariat, which turns Ibushi inside out for another near fall. The crowd is going nuts at this point, and Ishii calls for the finish and tries for a suplex, but Ibushi hits a brainbuster. But Ishii stands right up, and then they take turns. Oh, missing face kick, missing face kicks, and then a tom uh, komagoya by Ibushi, but Ishii kicks out of it at nearly three. Another series of slaps from both men to the head, and then a head kick by Ibushi, and then another large one, and then a, koma a komagoya for the three. Your winner, Ibushi. Doesn't yeah. get it done. 
I like the finish. It kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, the the Kamigoye uh, that Ibushi, he just started doing that, like, within the last year or so. And so, like, it it really helps, uh, like, coming, like, it brings a, a sudden impact that could end a match. It's something that was missing from his arsenal, because before that, he was mostly doing power bombs and, like phoenix splashes and flashy things that looked really cool but now he's really trying to do something that looks like oh yeah well that will kill you so let's uh end the match definitely yeah and i really like the match uh the crowd was really good i honestly this is probably my favorite match out of the three yeah Mm. i mean it it's definitely it's definitely good um I don't really know how this was scored in, in terms of the observer, but I know that uh, Ishii had two matches out of this year's uh, G1 that were five or more stars, and this was not one of them. Gotcha. I really liked it. I yeah, I liked it too. All right. Uh, I'd give the match probably a four. I would say... Three and a half. Myself, I just, I really have a hard time with uh, some of the next stuff that they were doing. Gotcha. All right, next up is Big Mouth Loud Illusion, September 11th, 2005. Tomohiro Ishii versus Hiroko Hiroki Ito. Who is this Ito guy? No clue. All right. Well, the funny thing about this match. Is Ishii had hair. Yeah, Tomohiro Ishii is a short, thick, bald guy. Like, that's how he's been... Yeah, you uh, know what's funny, though, is Ishii was tan. And Ito was, like, the whitest Japanese guy ever. (laughs) Yeah. That's the only way I could tell them apart. Otherwise, they look almost identical. Well, I mean... uh, Ito Ito was quite a bit taller. Yeah, okay. Well, the camera angles didn't help. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I could tell that, and he was skinnier. He was more lanky. Mm hmm. All right, so I don't have a ton of notes for this match because it was kind of weird. It was short. It was short. It was was only about 13 minutes. All right, so kicks early to start uh, start early. Ishii comes back with a knife at his chops, uh, and Ito returns with kicks and then chokes him over in the corner. Ishii hits a punch, knocking down Ito. When he gets up at 8, I see they must adhere to the 10 count, I wrote. Ito comes back with kicks and knocks Ishii down, who also gets up at 8. They exchange elbows to the face, stiff elbows, more kicks, and then a suplex attempted by Ishii. He comes back with a kick to the head for knocking down Ito, who crawls to the ropes to get up at 8. A power slam by Ishii, and then an arm bar but Ito can get to the ropes for the break. Ishii hits a German suplex and then comes back with elbows, punches, and slaps to Ito. Ishii hits another German, but Ito is able to roll through and land on his feet. He then starts hitting elbows to the head on Ishii. But Ito comes right back with uh, one of his own knocking Ito down. Oh, sorry. Uh, Ishii goes back with one of his own, knocking Ito down. But Ito stands right back up and hits a bigger one 
and then Ishii starts hitting elbow, uh, running elbows, and then a German suplex again on Ito. Ito then stands up, but Ishii hits a huge lariat to the uh, to the neck, and then applies a Boston Crab, which Ito quickly taps out from. It was really weird. He like barely got it in, and he was already tapping. Like this was interesting, and it's just like they botched one of the spots where like Ito didn't get up in time. Um, so they quit counting at eight and just kind of let him get up. But this was really weird because it's like they were trying to do MMA, but yet it was pro wrestling and things like an arm bar. He can stay in and get to the ropes, but then he taps out almost instantly to this, you know, Boston crab type thing. You know, yeah, it was interesting um, because when I found that match, I was just like, I was looking for like matches throughout Tomohiro Ishii's career because it's easy to find a lot of stuff from recently because he's been all over the place. But I, I wanted to try to find something earlier in his career because honestly, like, I hadn't seen it myself. And yeah, same. This is a first for me as well. And and so like seeing seeing him in this like rinky dink uh, promotion that folded after a year is is interesting. It it and oh yeah, and I wasn't expecting the rule the rules uh, of of the match. And like I said, it really reminds me of like old UWF or UWFI from Japan, which tried to make pro wrestling into shoot fighting and. So, um, it, it was, it was, it was interesting. Um, as far as the Boston crab goes, I've noticed that a lot of young lions in, mm-hmm. in new Japan use the, uh, Boston crab as a finisher. So maybe it has like a higher status than it does over here. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it's an easy move to do too, and it can make it look you can make it look really, you know, badass. I mean, Jericho did a good job with his variation with the walls of Jericho. Or Rick Martel, like yeah. him just straining after sh- shooting perfume into somebody's eyes. Exactly. So, I mean, it's an easy move to do. I just kind of felt like they did all this damage, but then Ito just, like, taps out immediately. And it's like, oh, what the fuck, what? Well, if you watch uh, if you watch MMA, you're not really going to see a lot of uh, if if and that was definitely the style that they were going for. Mm-hmm. If you're in a submission, you're really not going to stay in it that long. You're no, going I, to I agree. Either... But I mean, like he was in an arm bar for a good thirty five seconds, and then he like crawled his way over to the rope and broke it, and it's just like. Armbar, I would assume, would hurt a hell of a lot more than a Boston Crab. But the Boston Crab attacks more than one thing. It goes for your legs and your knees and your back. Yeah, but if I had to say, he only worked over his back when he was doing, like, they did, like, a million German suplexes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I just felt like the story didn't add up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I guess, but it's just, that's, I think that's what they were going for. Like, if you watch MMA, like, if you, if somebody puts in the rear naked choke, like, either 
they get it in and it's done or they don't get it in properly and they scramble around for a couple of seconds. Yeah, no, I get it. It just it makes me wonder, like, no wonder this thing went out of business. Like, they, they didn't... It just seems like they couldn't figure out what they wanted to be. Do they want to be shoot fighting? Do they want to be pro wrestling? Do they want to blow the line? Obviously, they wanted to blow the line. Yeah, well, a lot of those shoot promotions, like... Shuto or UWF or UWFI really didn't last very long. I mean, they made stars in some of them, like uh, Yoshihiro Takayama's from there, Ken Shamrock, um, Little Guido, all came from those places in, in Japan, but, like, they didn't last long. Gotcha. All right. All right. I, I, I give that the- match a two. All right, our final match. RevPro Global Wars, night one, November 2016. They have this intro. I kind of skipped it. I was like, whatever. You know, what was interesting is I watched this on uh, my phone, Mm -hmm. and the right channel didn't work. Weird. See, I watched it on my computer with stereo speakers, but I didn't notice any different. Yeah, like, no, I was I was watching it on my headphones, and I only had my right one in, and I was like, is my headphone broken? And yeah. then I skipped ahead a little bit. No, they just didn't have a right channel when the guy was talking into the microphone. <laughs> Lazy. Well, yeah. we're, in, we're in glorious stereo. Oh, yeah. For better or worse. Yes, um, we could be like an ASMR podcast and all sorts of... Well, yeah, with your birds and your dogs and you got fucking, like, your fucking Ace Ventura over there. Yes. Jesus Christ. They now just say that this is a dream match. Don't know I would dream. say so. Ah. Well, I've okay. never really watched Chris, much of Chris Hero, so... Chris Hero is, like, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. Okay. I love Chris Hero. He seemed fat. Okay. So, yes, Chris Hero uh, has weight issues. But uh, the way he described it to uh, He didn't describe it to me. I heard him on Colt Cabana's podcast. Mm-hmm. And the way he described it is, why would I make myself unhappy if I can do everything that I can if I can do everything at a slightly heavier weight. Fair enough. And he goes, as long as I don't have any health problems, I can have the extra weight. True. There you go. There is a big height difference between uh, Hero and Ishii. And Hero yeah, Chris I- Hero is like one of the tallest people in the independence. He's like 6'4". Yeah, it was crazy, hell. It was like watching Big Show versus Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Crazy. So Hiro easily takes Ishii down with a big punch. Ishii tries to knock Hiro down but can't. Hiro is playing the giant in this case. Hiro hits a body slam and then a senton onto Ishii. They then go outside the ring. Hiro takes Ishii up on the ramp and they exchange chops. But Hiro comes back with a bicycle kick to the head. Uh, Once Ishii drags himself into the ring, Hiro hits another senton. Hero then starts slapping Ishii on the head. Ishii fires up and starts 
landing knife as chops. He sets Hero up for a suplex or braid buster, but Ishii can't get Hero up. Hero comes back with a whip into the corner, but uh, hits a miss splash, and Ishii comes back with a clothesline. He tries for the brain buster again, but can't get him up, uh, but gets him up just for a suplex. Ishii tries for a back suplex. He barely gets Ishii over for, or gets Hero over for a two. It looked like they, uh, man, <laughs> uh, I was shocked. Yeah, I, don't, yeah it, I don't know if Chris Hero didn't jump or if Ishii was like, no, I'll do deadlift. <laughs> and he couldn't lift Chris Hero. Yeah, he barely so weighs close to 300 pounds. He got him up, barely, but he did it. Yeah. Chris comes back with a huge boot to the face for a near fall on Ishii. Hero hits a big pile driver, but Ishii stands right back up. Hero tries for another big boot, but it's blocked, and Ishii comes back with a headbutt. Ishii begs for Hero to get up, and Ishii comes off the ropes trying for a lariat, but after four times, he can't knock, uh, he can't knock Hero down, so he tries for a fifth. And he finally gets him down. He gets a two count. Uh, Ishii then, with a seated clothesline, uh, gets a near fall on Hiro. Ishii tries for a brain buster, but it's blocked. Hiro tries his own, but Ishii lands on his feet. And then tries for a running forearm, but eats a big boot from Hiro for a near fall. Ishii tries for a German suplex, but Hiro just stands there, not moving. Ishii then tries for, uh, tries again after a moment for, oh, sorry. He tries again for another German after a minute, uh, and then he tries after a missed elbow by Hero, and he hits it, but Hero quickly gets back to his feet. Hero then hits a delayed pile driver, but Ishii stands up, so he delivers a cradle pile driver for a three count. Your winner, Chris Hero. Very quick match. Yeah, it was. About nine um, minutes. I think it's interesting um, that um, out of the matches that we watched today, uh, that Ishii lost. Usually the guy that we're watching uh, doesn't lose all that often. Well, like you said, he's a journeyman. Yeah, and it all depends on like who's going to be there more often. Like... A guy from Japan or Chris Hero, who's American, but, you know, it's probably easier to... I would say it's easier to go to England from the United States than it is Japan, probably. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I really like this match. It wasn't, like, super awesome, but uh, I like the fact that, like, Hero played the giant and Ishii would play the, you know, the smaller guy. But yet they gave him enough shine... And, you know, he was able to pull off some pretty impressive stuff. That, I mean, that back suplex was pretty impressive. I, I don't understand, though, why he picks his spots to no-sell. Like, how is a... I mean, the, the, it's a really nice delayed pile driver. How can he stand right up? But then a package pile driver or a cradle pile driver uh, beats him. You know? Yeah. Like oh. I said, Ishii's no selling does get to me sometimes. Like it, sometimes it doesn't make sense at all. But, but um, 
I thought it was really good. I mean, I like the fact, too, that they didn't... They didn't have all the slaps to the face and the head, and the knife as chop sounded good, and I like the fact that Ishii would just be like, oh, come on, uh, you know, and kind of... like I like when he knows sell stuff like that, because it seemed like it drove him. Yeah. But... Uh, Christian wasn't bad either. I, you know, like I said, I like his role, but I also kind of felt like, uh, like when you were trying to do the German suplex spot, he just kind of stood there like, yeah, I'm not budging. That was kind of weird, but I, I, I liked it. I mean, like, I don't know Chris Hero's typical moveset, but you know, it seems like he's kind of a high flyer, but in this role, he just played more of the grounded, uh, you know, let, let Ishii wear himself out, let him try to knock me down kind of yeah. role where he didn't have to do a lot you know to make it a good match the storytelling was good enough where you know you get it you, you know Ishii is just trying to knock this guy down knock this guy down and finally he can but you know Hero's just so big he can easily recover from everything Ishii can throw at him yeah I mean, Chris Hero has uh, three distinctive move sets basically in in his career. There was uh, his regular wrestling one, which he had in his early career, and then kind of in his mid career, he started doing uh, this this gimmick of the young knockout kid, where he started doing a lot of elbows, a lot of kick uh, to to the head and and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and to be, you know, more like he was very inspired by Misawa is is kind of where his moveset came from. Then he went to the WWE for the first time. Yep. And he got released. And then he started he became the knockout artist. So in addition to all of the kicks and the elbows, he started doing a massive variety of pile drivers. And um the pile driver, I I think, is a move that is um, blind, kind of uh, unfairly, because you're not gonna like if a pile driver is done correctly. Yeah, you land on the guy's shoulders. R- right. I mean. I mean. You're, you're, I mean, your shoulders land on the guy's legs. I should say. Yeah, yeah. And if you're a big beefy guy like uh, Chris Hero, uh, you're not gonna feel anything because his thighs are humongous. Well, that, and it looks really impressive. I mean, like, to be honest, I mean, so, someone who watches WWE, the power driver we don't see anymore. So when it is used, it's like, oh, wow, oh. But then you forget, like, oh, it's just another move. Right. Where I've been trained, oh, that's a huge move, you know. Yeah, so that CM means something. Punk did it to John Cena, and Michael Cole nearly shit his pants. Yes. So and it still didn't end the match. I know, damn. Almost broke his goddamn neck. <laughs> By God. By God. So what would you give this match? I'm assuming this is probably this, your favorite. I, um, I would probably give this one a three and a half as well. I I, I say it's not necessarily... I thought it was about on par with the Ibushi match, If, but I'm biased because I really like Chris Hero. Fair enough. I gave it a three. Wasn't great. Wasn't bad. A little better than good. It was fun. It was fun for what it was. Um, so there you go. Yeah. Tomohiro Ishii, the Stone Pitbull. So, do you have another person for me? 
<sighs> so I thought about maybe I'd give you another, give you a chance to pick. All right. Well, because you thought we had already done it, we're going to be doing KG Mudo next. Ooh. I remember him back in WCW. Yes, as the great Muda. Wait, wasn't who was the great Sasuke? The, Sasuke, Sasuke. The that great Sasuke else? was the great Sasuke. Oh, okay. They had the great everything, so you know. Yeah, I thought maybe it was some sort of different hood. No, we could do the great Sasuke at some point, and we can also talk about his political career. Yes. Where he went and he won in the Japanese diet, and he wore the mask and to the diet. Oh, I always thought it was a diet, because that's why it's spelled. No, it's not diet, it's diet. Well, today I learned. <laughs> so yes, next time on the Review Amania podcast, Japanese wrestler spotlight, Keiji Muto. Keiji Muto. All right, there you have it. Thanks everybody for listening, and I hope you learned something new about Tomohiro Ishii. Yes. Give us feedback at reviewamaniapodcast.gmail.com. Well, once again, that's reviewamaniapodcast.gmail.com. And check out some of those other shows at the Cosmic Potato Network. Yes, cosmicpotato.com. Star Trek, Star Wars, Star Horrors, Futurama. I I don't think one of those is a thing, but okay. Harry Potter's. Yeah, Futurama is really not a thing. Oh. <laughs> I want to make the podcast shut up and take my money. Podcast. Because it's a no. meme. 